The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. A museum focusing on the connection between Beijing and the 2,500-year-old Grand Canal has opened to the public. The Grand Canal Museum of Beijing, also called the Capital Museum East Branch, is located in the Beijing Municipal Administrative Center in the city's eastern Tongzhou district, with a total floor area of nearly 100,000 square meters. Its main exhibition focuses on the interdependence of Beijing and the artificial waterway. Tan Shaoling, deputy curator of the Capital Museum, said there is an old saying in Beijing that the city is floating from the Grand Canal, since in history the canal served as a main channel for the flow of goods and cultures. According to Tan, as one of the three landmark buildings of the Beijing Municipal Administrative Center, the new museum resembles a boat in the river by integrating vessel, sailing and water elements into its architecture. Being the world's largest and most extensive civil engineering project at the time, the Grand Canal linked Beijing with Hangzhou in East China's Zhejiang province. Due to human activity and climate change, some of its sections began to dry up in the first half of the 20th century. Thanks to a water supply project, the dried-out sections were refilled with water in 2022 for the first time in almost 100 years. You're listening to Special English. In 2023, China's commitment to national fitness has seen remarkable growth, brimming with energy and potential. This surge has transformed sports into a key part of people's daily lives, resonating with the country's efforts to be a sporting powerhouse. China's village super league, dubbed Sun Chao by Chinese netizens, has exemplified the country's development in grassroots sports and catalyzed a wave of public sports events. Initiated in Rongjiang County in southwest China's Guizhou province, the local football league has gained nationwide acclaim and is now seeing its influence felt far and wide. It has joined hands with the English Premier League. On December the 12th, 
a collaboration project between two leagues, was launched in Rongjiang with a training program put in place for local coaches. Enthusiasm for football is not restricted to Guizhou. A local tournament was held in Atushi in northwest China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region in November, attracting thousands of spectators with over one million watching online. Sun Chao and other grassroots sporting events have been instrumental in promoting a national fitness campaign across China in 2023. Observers said the development in grassroots sports signifies a major shift in China's sports culture, with an increasing emphasis on community participation and national fitness. In 2023, China witnessed a resurgence in road running events, with marathons in major cities becoming hot tickets. This trend is expected to continue in 2024, as the year opening Shaman Marathon saw a record of over 130,000 entries. Apart from road running, hiking, cycling and cross-country running have also proved appealing to the public. The year 2023 also saw a notable shift in seasonal sports preferences, with winter sports like skiing and snowboarding gaining traction. The influence of the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics lingered, transforming these once niche activities into popular pastimes. Search trends on various platforms show a significant spike in queries related to skiing, with sales of ski resort tickets soaring. Several Olympic venues have become hubs for international and national high-level sporting events, stoking the public's growing fascination for winter sports. The National Speed Skating Oval, also known as the Ice Ribbon, has received over 500,000 visitors since it opened to the public in July 2022. Xinjiang has emerged as a popular destination for winter sports enthusiasts, with 188 winter sports facilities, including 101 ski resorts, located across 14 prefectures and cities. The rise in popularity of winter sports is a testament to China's evolving attitudes towards fitness and recreation, marking a shift towards more diverse and engaging forms of physical activity. This is Special English. China has completed the construction of the number one launch pad at its first commercial launch site 
in Wenchang City, in South China's Hainan province. The launch pad is dedicated to the country's self-developed Long March 8 carrier rocket. A new generation, medium-sized launch vehicle, mainly for payload launch missions to low Earth and sun-synchronous orbits. Eleven types of equipment and facilities have been installed at the launch pad, with several advanced technologies applied for the first time, including a high-flow extrusion water spray system for cooling and noise reduction. Yang Tianliang, chairman of Hainan International Commercial Aerospace Launch Company, said that it marks an important node in the construction of the entire launch site, so as to facilitate the first launch mission in June 2024. Young added that they are also stepping up the construction of the number two launch pad. Construction of the launch site began in July 2022 and regular launches are planned for 2024. So far, the equipment installation at the number one launch pad has been almost completed, while the number two launch pad is scheduled to complete its civil construction in February 2024, with on-site installation and facility debugging completed by the end of May. So far, there are four launch sites in China, located in Zhouchuan, Taiyuan, Xichang and Wenchang. With the development of satellite technology in China, especially in civil satellites, satellite launches in batches and satellite constellations have become a trend. That places a high demand on the country's launch capability, with multiple launches every year, and also requires lower costs, as satellite networking is a continuous process. That is according to Guo Chiang, an official from Hainan International Commercial Aerospace Launch Company. Gore noted that the two launch pads at the country's fifth launch site are both designed to support 16 launches per year, since a higher density of launch will lead to a lower cost. Gore added that while the number one launch pad is for the Long March 8 rocket, the number two pad is designed for more than 10 types of rockets from nine manufacturers. You're listening to Special English. The world is about to change. Warriors, assassins, fair maidens, court officials, and even emperors and heavenly immortals are nothing but pawns on a giant chessboard. Xu Feng Nian, a playboy of national notoriety and heir to the empire's second most powerful man, 
finds himself embroiled in the depths of unbeatable game. CGTN Radio invites you to immerse in a world brimming with heroism and follow a young man's odyssey in the audio drama series, The Sword Strider Saga. Now available on radio.cgtn.com and all the major podcast platforms. When courage meets wisdom, the sword scribes an immortal legend. This is Special English. Coffee growers in southwest China's Yunnan province are reaping the rewards of their hard work amid surging coffee bean sales. With this year's crop looking promising, starting in late November, the harvesting season has now entered full swing in China's largest coffee-producing region. And is set to last until March, accounting for over 98 percent of China's total coffee yield. Yunnan boasts the country's biggest overall coffee planting area, and is gaining a reputation for producing high-quality beans as the Chinese thirst for coffee grows. Growers in Manglian Dai, Lahu, and Va Autonomous County in Pu'er have been busy collecting the bright red fruit for coffee. According to a local farmer, his 1.3 hectares of coffee trees have all produced fruit, and he expects a bumper harvest this year. Jia Hai, a local coffee grower. Said that they started picking coffee beans in late November and had collected more than five tons so far, with an income of more than twenty thousand yuan, about two thousand eight hundred U.S. dollars. Jahai added that beans are better in quality this season, so the yield is expected to be about five or six tons. That's higher than last year, and the income will also be higher. The local farmers sell their coffee beans to a processing factory at the end of each day, and often enjoy significant profits during the peak harvest season. In terms of the selling price, this year's fresh coffee beans continue along the steadily rising trend. Seen over the past three years, Zhao Mei, the person in charge of a processing plant, said that as this round of production season starts, the price is also stable between 4.6 to 4.7 yuan per kilogram. Zhang Xiong, deputy director of the Pu'er Tea and Coffee Industry Development Center. Said that the production of fresh coffee beans will be more than fifty thousand tons during this season, possibly reaching about sixty thousand tons, and the comprehensive output value may reach seven point five billion yuan, about one billion U.S. dollars. 
You're listening to Special English. Dongxing, a city on the China-Vietnam border, in South China's Guangxizhuang Autonomous Region, is now linked to China's national railway network, with the opening of a new rail line. The new railway, linking Dongxing and Fengchanggang, stretches 47 kilometers long, and has a design speed of 200 kilometers per hour. According to China State Railway Group, it is a dual-purpose line that handles both passenger and freight transportation. The new railway, which began construction in March 2019, will reduce travel time between the two cities to 19 minutes. The rail route runs through areas with an annual precipitation totaling more than 2,000 millimetres, bringing challenges to the construction. It also encompasses a 7.5-kilometre cross-sea high-speed railway bridge, the first of its kind in Guangxi. Wang Bo, head of the bridge's construction team, said that the team had overcome multiple unfavorable factors, including deep water tides, sea surface winds, and complex seabed geology. As Dongxing's first railway, the new service is expected to boost tourism, trade activities, personnel and economic exchanges between China and Southeast Asian countries. This is Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. In 2023, China's commitment to national fitness has seen remarkable growth brimming with energy and potential. This surge has transformed sports into a key part of people's daily lives, resonating with the country's efforts to be a sporting powerhouse. China's village Super League, dubbed Sun Chao by Chinese netizens, has exemplified the country's development in grassroots sports and catalyzed a wave of public sports events. Initiated in Rongjiang County in southwest China's Guizhou province, the local football league has gained nationwide acclaim and is now seeing its influence felt far and wide. It has joined hands with the English Premier League. On December the 12th, a collaboration project between the two leagues was launched in Rongjiang, with a training programme put in place for local coaches. Enthusiasm for football is not restricted to Guizhou. A local tournament was held in Atushi, in northwest China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, in November, attracting thousands of spectators, with over one million watching online. Sun Chao and other grassroots sporting events have been instrumental in promoting a national fitness campaign across China in 2023. Observers said the development in grassroots sports signifies a major shift in China's sports culture, with an increasing emphasis on community participation and national fitness. In 2023, China witnessed a resurgence in road-running events, with marathons in major cities becoming hot tickets.
This trend is expected to continue in 2024, as the year-opening Shaman Marathon saw a record of over 130,000 entries. Apart from road running, hiking, cycling and cross-country running have also proved appealing to the public. The year 2023 also saw a notable shift in seasonal sports preferences, with winter sports like skiing and snowboarding gaining traction. The influence of the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics lingered, transforming these once niche activities into popular pastimes. Search trends on various platforms show a significant spike in queries related to skiing, with sales of ski resort tickets soaring. Several Olympic venues have become hubs for both international and national high-level sporting events, stoking the public's growing fascination for winter sports. The National Speed Skating Oval, also known as the Ice Ribbon, has received over 500,000 visitors since it opened to the public in July 2022. Xinjiang has emerged as a popular destination for winter sports enthusiasts, with 188 winter sports facilities, including 101 ski resorts, located across 14 prefectures and cities. The rise in popularity of winter sports is a testament to China's evolving attitudes towards fitness and recreation, marking a shift towards more diverse and engaging forms of physical activity. You're listening to Special English. Coffee growers in southwest China's Yunnan province are reaping the rewards of their hard work amid surging coffee bean sales, with this year's crop looking promising. Starting in late November, the harvesting season has now entered full swing in China's largest coffee-producing region and is set to last until March. Accounting for over 98% of China's total coffee yield, Yunnan boasts the country's biggest overall coffee planting area and is gaining a reputation for producing high-quality beans as the Chinese thirst for coffee grows. Growers in Menglian Dai, Lahu and Var Autonomous County in Pu'er have been busy collecting the bright red fruit for coffee. According to a local farmer, his 1.3 hectares of coffee trees have all produced fruit and he expects a bumper harvest this year. Jia Hai, a local coffee grower, said that they started picking coffee beans in late November and had collected more than five tonnes so far, with an income of more than 20,000 yuan, about 2,800 US dollars. Jahai added that beans are better in quality this season, so the yield is expected to be about five or six tons. That's higher than last year, and the income will also be higher. The local farmers sell their coffee beans to a processing factory at the end of each day and often enjoy significant profits during the peak harvest season. In terms of the selling price, this year's fresh coffee beans continue along the steadily rising trend seen over the past three years. Zhao Mei, the person in charge of a processing plant, said that as this round of production season starts, the price is also stable, between 4.6 to 4.7 yuan per kilogram. Zhang Xiong, deputy director of the Pu'er Tea and Coffee Industry Development Centre, said that the production of fresh coffee beans will be more than 50,000 tonnes during this season, possibly reaching about 60,000 tonnes, and the comprehensive output value may reach 7.5 billion yuan, about 1 billion US dollars. That is the end of today's programme. 
hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. You've been listening to programs from CGTN Radio. CGTN Radio. We invite you to visit us online for more audio, pictures, and in-depth reports. At radio.cgtn.com, you can access a wide range of programs and find your favorite news, talk, features, entertainment shows, and podcasts. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio.